Ollie got called out <clears throat> to a small town called Sleepy Hollow. He'd heard of Sleepy Hollow from the famous story of the Headless Horseman, but this was not quite that. See, they called him out, and they had, well, kind of the opposite problem. Be quiet over there. The, um, the town was run by a town executive, not even a mayor. It was a small town at that point. He said, Ollie, thank you so much for coming, and I appreciate your discretion. I said, sure, sure. I mean, you're paying my bill. It's fine. You see, the town executive had called Ollie and asked him to come. But he, um, he didn't want to tell Ollie what the mystery was because he was embarrassed and didn't want his town to get bad press. And so Ollie agreed because it sounded like a nice visit to an interesting place that he'd heard about in stories. But um, it was a little weird that the mayor, I mean, the town executive didn't even want to tell him what the deal was. But when Ollie got off the train, the town executive met him there at the station. He said, well, Ollie, I appreciate you coming under such strange circumstances. I'm sure you know that here in Sleepy Hollow, we, um, we get a lot of people asking about the Headless Horseman. I said, yeah, I'm sure. It's, it's a very famous story. Well, I didn't want to even really talk about this except in person because... We have a bodiless walker man, I guess. Also, what do you mean? Well, what I mean is that we have this head that's floating around town. Well, walking around town, it's a little hard to tell. It doesn't have a body. And it's wandering around town, and it's creeping people out. And I don't know... Honestly, I don't know if it's related to the old stories about the headless horseman. I mean, like, maybe this is the horseman's head. Or if it's something completely unrelated, I really don't know. But I need it figured out. I need it figured out quietly, without attracting a bunch of attention. So that's why I thought of you. I'd read about your work, and I know you've done a lot of like big monster fighting stuff, but you've also solved a lot of quiet mysteries. Maybe. We'll find out. I said, all right, well, tell me what you know. I said, well... It doesn't particularly try to hide. It doesn't go through the center of town, but it goes along the neighborhoods that uh, that run along the forest. And yes, before you ask, this is that is the forest where the Hill's Horseman was in the stories, where he, you know, operated. But um, you know, it's not. Stop that right now. I said, all right, well, tell me what else you know. I said, all right, well, it seems to be, uh, not that this narrows it down at all, but it seems to be a, a, a Caucasian man's head. And what it does is it kind of wanders around, bumping into things. It, it doesn't seem to be able to talk, which I guess makes sense, because it doesn't have lungs attached to it, right? Like, you can't talk without lungs. I don't know exactly where in the throat a person's vocal cords are, but anyway, so it sort of mouths stuff at people sometimes. It doesn't seem to be threatening anybody, but it's creepy. It's creepy to have this floating head. And it's got kind of wild and crazy hair and piercing blue eyes. 
and sometimes it seems like steam is coming out of its nostrils. I said, okay, does it have like normal coloration or is it sort of pale or green or some sort of weird skin color? I said, oh, it's a little bit pale, I would say, but not, you know, freakishly pale. It's not like a, not like a zombie or anything like that. Not like a vampire. I said, all right, all right. Um, important question. Has anyone gotten a good look at the underside of the neck? And the executive said, ah, yes, you're wondering if it's been cut or if it's, like, clean. I said, exactly. Well, yes, one of our more intrepid youths, a teenager, upon seeing the head, did run up, curious about that very same thing. And he got down next to it and looked up and he said, it doesn't look like a cut. It's not bloody. It's not weird. It's just, you can see the, you know, tubes of the bone and the throat and the blood vessels and stuff. Um, but it's not gory. It doesn't look like it was lopped off. Looks like it's just, I don't know, disconnected, apparently. I didn't see it myself, but that's how the teenager described it. I said, I would love to talk to that kid if I could. I said, yeah, I can arrange that. He's the... He's the son of the local high school principal, so he's easy to find. What else can you tell me? Well, that's kind of all we know. It's out there every night, so it won't be hard for you to, you know, go and see it for yourself. But it doesn't come out until dark. We've got several hours till then. I said, all right. Well, yeah, I'd like to start with, with the boy, if I could. Come on, hon, say it. Maybe, maybe that echo over there quietly makes me hungry. Okay. Let's be quiet now, So the mayor called the principal, and the principal called his son. All on cell phones, mind you, so it wasn't hard at all. And about half an hour later, Ollie was having coffee with this, uh, yeah, 17 year old kid, nice kid, name was Jeff. And I said, Jeff, thank you for taking the time. I said, oh man, of course. It's cool to meet a big city detective and yeah, it's a weird thing happening, isn't it? It's, it's cool. I said, well, yeah, it's kind of, it's, it's definitely unique. I'm looking forward to seeing it, I'll be honest with you, but uh, it's also freaking people out to have a disembodied head floating around. I said, yeah, yeah, it's real freaking. Turn the beeper off on that. Well, um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I saw it the other night. I mean, I've seen it a couple of times, but the other night, uh, I guess that was like four nights ago. Yeah, yeah. I was going over to a friend's house, and I, and I saw the head. And I was with some friends, and they all dared me to get up close to it. And you know how, you know, kind of go to each other. So... I started to get a little closer, and then I started to get curious about, like, if the head had been cut off with an axe or something. And so, so I got up kind of close to it, and then I crouched down, and I sort of creeped closer to it, you know, crouching. And I got pretty close. I'd say I was within, like, 10 feet, maybe. And, yeah, I could see that it wasn't, like, 
gory or bloody or anything. It didn't look like it had been chopped off with an axe. I said, yeah, yeah, the town executive said. Like it had just been disconnected, he said. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's how I describe it too. Just like, like, a bar- like a Barbie doll head coming off. Yeah, like a Lego puppet. Yeah. I said, and you see, and I mean, how, I, you might not have been able to tell from 10 feet away, but like, was it moving in there? Was there like bits moving around? I said, oh, I couldn't tell. I wasn't close enough to be able to see. I said, all right, well, what happened then? Well, then it looked over at me, and that, that, that did spook me. Uh, so I stared back at it for a minute, and I stood up, and I thought it was going to run at me. So I started backing away. So it just looked at me, and it was like mouthing something, but it wasn't making any noise. And it started to walk toward me, and then I bolted. And my friends all laughed at me, but you know, you'd, you'd bolt too. I said, oh yeah, no, I think running away was the right decision. There's no shame in running away from a disembodied head that's coming towards you. That's, that's fine. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to walk toward the thing, aren't I? I said, yeah, I suppose you are. Dude. Can I come with you? Just like to have your back and to, to watch and stuff? I said, well, it would be kind of nice. If it's okay with your dad or your mom or whatever, it is. And, you know, maybe bring a baseball bat or something just in case things get hairy. If this really is the head of the famous headless horseman, then, uh, you know, he was a mercenary, I've been told. All right, cool, man, cool, man. I'll meet you there. Well, I guess it, where would I meet? I said, it sounds like you have another place in mind. I said, yeah, well, I mean, you know, so it always walks around the same neighborhood. Uh, so there's a donut shop there. It won't be open at night, but if we meet there at nightfall, we can wait and it'll, it'll come by, I'm sure. We can follow it. All right, I'll meet you there at nightfall. Check with your mom, check with your parents first, though. And uh, here's my here's my number. Ollie said, "Give me a call or text. Let me know if you're coming." So Ollie walked around and he started talking to some other people. Lots of people had seen it because it was every night. And they all kind of said the same thing. You know, a lot of them didn't get any closer. Nobody had gotten really any closer than than Jeff had. And their stories all matched up, so there wasn't a whole lot of new information there. He had a couple hours to kill, so he went to the library and started reading up the local books written by local people about the story of the Headless Horseman. And it was an interesting story. But it all seemed to be resolved a long time ago. And in most of the stories, at the end, the Headless Horseman is dispatched. He's no more. He isn't bothering the town anymore. I only wasn't sure. The other thing that he was asking around at the local coffee shop if anything else unusual is going on. I said, the only other thing we can think of is that the local science teacher has been called in sick for like four weeks and he won't answer his phone and he's people have been like dropping off soup and stuff for him. But um yeah, we're a little worried about him, but I don't think that's related. And then uh, old lady McCreary died. Same town. On the same town, yeah. Uh, what else 
What else has happened recently? Oh, no, maybe. Empire used the same names a few times, so please be quiet. It's not the same time as the other one. There's an old Man McCreary. It's a different one. Or Lady McCreary. Um, let's see. This is like the coffee shop patrons saying, talking stuff. And he's like, well, the principal's been acting real weird. But, you know, that's happened before. I said, oh, what happened before? Uh, well, like, about the time his older son left for college, he just started acting real weird. He changed the way he dressed up. And he started taking these long, weird walks at night. I said, huh, okay. But then he got a text. It was Jeff. And the text said, Dad said, I can come along with you. As long as I don't get that close to the headless thing again. With the head, floating head. So, you know, I just kind of wandered around talking to people. Checking out the sights, enjoying the town. Had another cup of coffee. Did some reading. And then around nightfall, he made his way over to the donut shop. 10, 15 minutes later, Jeff came up on a bike. So they hung out and they waited and, I don't know, they just chatted. All learned about Jeff's plans for college and if he wanted to get out of this town, which he did, but then he wanted to come back and maybe be mayor or something. And he learned that Jeff had a girlfriend, that he played the bass, and Ollie told him about some of his favorite cases, some of the big, like, kaiju battle ones, but also some of the really intricate mysteries. And then, actually they've been waiting maybe 45 minutes or so, enjoying their conversation. Then the head came around. It came out of the woods. And, yeah, all, all the accounts were just like people had said. The hair was frazzled. The skin was pale, but not freakishly pale. And yeah, it was looking around. It looked kind of worried, all I thought, and tired. All I watched it, because it was walking kind of toward them, not toward them exactly, but they were off to the right. It was coming straight out of the woods, so we could see its face. It was looking around, and it kind of looked at them, which was spooky. It sort of stopped and paused, it seemed to be thinking. But then it walked on and turned right instead of going left toward them. So Ollie and Jeff got up and started walking behind it. Jeff locked his bike up. Just kind of seeing what would it do. And it just, it looked like it was walking. Ollie was sure. Because it bobbed up and down a little bit as it went. It didn't just float straight like a ghost might. It seemed like it was walking. They followed up for a while, and then it stopped. It stopped, and it turned. And it looked right at Ollie. It started to come closer. 
I said, Jeff, I want you to go back like 20 feet. I'm going to try and talk to it. I said, what? I said, yeah, I'm going to try and talk to it. I'm not great at it, but sometimes you can read people's lips, and I wonder if it's really trying to say something, but it can't. So I want you to back up. You're going to have my back. I want you out of danger, if there's a danger. But if there's a little bit of danger, you can run in and club the head with a bat or something. I don't know. I'll give you a signal. This is a good spot because I can climb up on this and there's a newspaper box right there. So you can be at, you know, roughly eye level with the, with the head. I said, all right, man, you be careful. You just like, I'll wave you over with a tentacle if I need you. All I said. So I climbed up and kind of beckoned to the head. And the head came over. And it looked Ollie, at Ollie. And it had a normal human face. And started mouthing words at Ollie. And I was looking at it and said, Hold on. Slow down. Do you understand me? And the head nodded. Okay. Am I right to say that you can't talk? And the head nodded again. I said, Are you a ghost? And the head shook its head, saying no. I said, are you alive? And the head nodded. And it seemed to be relieved to finally be communicating with somebody. And I said, all right, here's the deal. I'm going to try and read your lips. Maybe you can tell me what you need, how I can help you. And the head nodded. It was hard. Ollie wasn't great at reading lips. It's a good skill for a detective, but it one he hadn't really developed. He had kind of swore himself then he was going to practice it. But he was able to make out some words. He said, you need help breaking the spell? And the head nodded vigorously. Said, All right. Is it nearby? And the head nodded vigorously, getting more excited. I said, is it safe? And the head nodded gravely. Said, All right. Is it safe for Jeff to come? And Ollie pointed over at Jeff. And the head looked over and nodded his head. I said, All right, you lead the way and we'll follow. So the head walked a different path than it had been. It walked and walked and walked to a neighborhood well, still near the forest. And it got to a house. And Jeff said, this is, this is the science teacher's house. I said, okay. This is, his name is Mr. Binkman. And the head nodded. I said, do you need help getting inside? And the head nodded. And it walked over and sort of pointed its nose at the doorknob. Ollie tentatively reached out and turned the doorknob. And it, it clicked. It was open. It was unlocked. I said, of course, you don't have hands, so you can't open doorknobs. <coughs> and the doorknob's too big to open with your mouth. And the head nodded, sadly. So Ollie opened the door, and the head went inside, and Ollie followed, and Jeff followed. 
And they led it, the head led, the head led, yeah, the head led over to the basement. And the basement door was open. And the head gestured toward the wall. And there was a light switch. Jeff reached over and flipped the light switch on, and the light came on in the basement. Jeff flipped the other switch, and the light came on in the kitchen, too, which made everybody feel a little better about the situation. They followed the head down into the basement, and there they saw something creepy and strange, because there, sitting in the middle of a circle made of chalk or salt, something white, was... That's the... That's... That's the rest of Mr. Bankman. That's his body. And the head nodded. And the head walked, and it tried to cross the circle, but it couldn't cross the circle. And then it looked at Ollie, and looked down, and looked at Jeff, and looked down at the circle. And then it tried, it started mouthing another word. I said, are you saying, are you saying break the circle? And the head nodded, very excited now, and smiled. So Jeff walked over and dragged his bat across the line of salt. It was salt in the end. And then he kicked the, you know, kicked the salt away. So there was a clear line of unsalted between the head and the body. And the head bounced over as quickly as it could, turned itself around, sat itself down in the body. And there was a big, oh, man, thank you. Jeez, man, that was... Jeff, man, you're a lifesaver. I don't know who you are, Mr. Octopus Guy, but man, that was unpleasant. I am so hungry right now. I just said, Mr. Binkman, what on earth, man? I said, Jeff, I was messing around with some books I found in the library about the old stories of the Headless Horseman, and one of the books was talking about this magical spell that the witches cast on the horseman. And I didn't think it was real. You know, I'm a man of science. I didn't think it was real, and so I did it. And the next thing I knew, I blacked out, and when I woke up, my body was inside the circle, my head was outside the circle. I couldn't get between the two. And then I accidentally locked myself out of the house. Well, closed the door out of my house. It wasn't locked. I've been wandering around this town for like three weeks trying to get somebody to help me, but everyone keeps on avoiding me and running away because I'm a creepy floating head. Man, I tell you, I am never, ever messing with witchcrafts and occult stuff ever again. I know most of it's fake, but apparently this one was real. Ollie, yeah. or sorry, octopus guy. What's your name? I said, I'm, I'm Ollie. I'm Ollie the octopus. I'm in town from Baltimore. I don't know how to repay you. Thank you so much. I'm just a local high school science teacher, but if there's anything, ever there's anything I can do, you, you probably saved my life. I said, hey, all in a very weird day's work. I'm glad you're all right. And that was the case of Ollie and the floating walking head. <laughs>